What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Branton here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. What's up, everybody? Welcome. This is the first week of July. Can you all believe? Oh, my gosh. Uh, as of this recording, it is July 1. We are halfway through the year, people, in 2021. That is insane. Welcome, everyone. If you aren't familiar with this show, this is the Apple Bits XL. We cover really all the big stories around the Apple world, the ecosystem, and then we give some context, talk about the other stuff that's happening in tech. Right now, you might argue that it's kind of a little bit of a, I guess, a baby lull because there aren't too many products, at least if you're talking about Apple coming out. I think that we're probably going to hit a little bit of a lull for a while until the fall, but then, of course, there's always going to be a lot of rumors and things like that. But what I want to do this week is bring in our buddy, Gil Cabrera, friend of the show, and we're going to talk about a lot of things that are happening right now around the iPhone 13 or 12s depending on what you call it the new apple watch series 7 we got ipad pro talk gill also purchased the beat studio buds so we're gonna get into that go back and forth have some fun but a lot of stuff is gonna be jam-packed in this show but before we get to that let's get some orders of business out of the way first of all i would love and request kindly for you all to give me that five star review on the podcast i mean the only reason why i confidently say five stars is because we have 1.2 or 1,200 plus reviews of this podcast, which is awesome. And it's rated at a 4.9 stars overall, which is crazy. So I guess maybe I'm doing something right. So please put a little review in, put some comments, give me the stars that you feel it deserves. And it helps bump it up in the algorithm and show it off to other people. I would appreciate that. Also, others orders of business, be a part of the show, call in. All you got to do is record a voice memo, send it into applebitsshow.com at gmail.com. That's AppleBits with a Z with whatever's on your mind around Apple. Maybe it's a question about a product. Maybe it's a comment or suggestion of what Apple should do. It kind of opens up some fun conversation and it really brings a lot of texture to the show. So send in your voice recordings, AppleBitsShow at gmail.com. And this show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you all have been able to support my content Now, it helps me kind of stay afloat and do my videos, but also specifically with the podcast, you get early access to content, you get rewards at different levels for being a Patreon supporter, and you get a completely ad-free version of the show. All this mumbo-jumbo ad stuff that you heard, you will not hear it with the ad-free version of the show. It starts at $2 per month, goes up to $5, which is like a cup of coffee, 10, the 25, and the $100 platinum apple level and i can only say thank you all for allowing me to continue to do this uh y'all are amazing so patreon.com slash brian tong is how you support the show all right let's just not wait anymore let's get into it here it is myself and gill talking about the latest happenings inside the world of apple all right everybody back from a hiatus i guess uh, gill welcome sir welcome to the show always good to have you here where have you been I've been I've been working. I don't know. I'm doing my thing. You've been busy. You've been busy. That's what it is. So oh, okay. Oh, it's me. It's it's not you. It's me. Is that what we're trying to say? Hey, man. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> oh, always awesome to have you on the show. And uh, for everyone that is new to the podcast, Gil is a longtime friend, but also comes on once in a while. We talk shop. We talk Apple. Um, but also, I really thought it was cool because this time around, um, I know that you have the Beat Studio buds and you have some interesting airpods experiences that we're going to get to a little later um so that i you know we we brought you here for expertise as well not just to (laughs) shoot the shit you know oh man that's my favorite part oh man all right that's fine i'll throw some expertise down (laughs) 
All right, so um, let's just get everyone started, kind of situated with some of the latest news. We've got some great news about iPhone, Apple Watch, iPad Pro, and then we're gonna really dig deep into the Beat Studio Buds um, with you. But first of all, for people that aren't familiar or have not been paying attention, just this week and specifically today, Apple released the first public beta for Mac OS Monterey. Now, I will definitely tell all of you, if you're going to install this, um, A, back up your hard drive, and B, I typically recommend people to partition their hard drive. But what's cool about this is obviously you got Apple's public beta of the latest version of their operating system, which is not official. Uh, typically, that's going to come out maybe later in the fall, around September. And then along with Mac OS Monterey, um, they have released earlier this week iOS 15, iPad OS 15, and Watch OS 8 as well. So, um, you know, Gil, do you have you typically even installed any of these public betas before in the past? So I have in the past. It just depends on where I am. I now have an extra iPad because you know I got the, the the bigger one this last round. Oh yeah. So I may I may toss it up on one of the iPads um, just because I have two now and I can always you know I can suffer through if something's not working on one. Uh, but I usually, you know, on my main laptop, I tend not to mess with it. Mm-hmm. And then my iPhone is mission critical. So I definitely don't mess with that. So it, it'll be the iPad if I do anything. Yeah, you know, I used to I used to never put them on any of my devices. But I do now because now that I'm independent, I do have like, oh, I have an iPhone 11 that I kept around specifically to put the betas on. And I think it's going to be really interesting to hear from people. I know there's listeners that have probably installed that. And so that's why I would love to hear from you guys and gals um, really, maybe what's the top two features that stand out for you? Because for me, um, at least with iOS 15, uh, the the ability, dude, I can't remember what the name of it exactly was now, but it's the smart kind of the smart text where it can take text from images and you can interact with them oh, and yeah. copy and paste them. Oh my gosh! I mean, I'm not even looking. I could look it up, but I'm not gonna going to. I'm gonna let people correct me. But the the smart text feature across not only Mac OS, iPad OS, and um, iOS. It's actually as a creator, um, I've already used it in a few instances. And I think that's, that's going to be really useful for a lot of people, maybe even if you use it once or twice. Um, I thought that was cool. Was there any feature for you on any of these that kind of stood out there? Like, hmm, I'm kind of interested in that one. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I remember seeing that. I thought that was cool. I, I That's one of those that I think ultimately we will be cooler in concept than, than actually use. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll see for my purposes, um, how that goes, you know, I, would be curious to see how the focus kind of the, the focus features work, the do not disturb focus features. And I'm curious to see how those, if they help, I, I don't know if I'm working, if I'm going to be able to exclude enough stuff to keep me <laughs> kind of focused because I wouldn't turn off my email necessarily, but I, that'll be interesting, uh, to see if that works. I, you know, they didn't talk about it. I'm, I'm, as a parent, I'm always curious if they're doing anything more with the screen time mm. um, aspects because it's still it's still pretty clunky, um, and it's one of those things where they they could really tighten that up and would make a huge difference um, for you know for parents. Like right now, my kids use their computers for so much, and if they and and when they hit their screen time, it kind of blocks them across all devices. Mm-hmm. And so I've got a. I'm constantly fielding requests, even for them to do their homework on their computers. So that's the only issue. That's interesting you say that because my nieces and nephews, the thing that they complain about is, and because it's, 
I, from what I gather, their screen time can't can be trolled like every day is a different time. It's just a general time set. So on the weekends when they want a game, there's times where we're like playing Fortnite together and all of a sudden like two of them drop off and we're like, oh, that's because their screen time got shut off. You know, things like that. Uh, happen. You, you, you can customize it. No, you can. So they have my kids have different times on the weekends than they do on the weekdays. So you, you can full on do customized um, things. You can there. There are apps that you can exempt, but it's not. But it's a weird thing because it's not every app. So it's it's sort of this bizarre – and even with Apple, you can't – like I would love to exempt – I mean it seems like a big hole. But I would love to exempt Safari because that's – they generally use you know Safari for their homework, yeah. right, for, through, through Google Docs and Google Classroom. Um, but you can't exempt Safari from the limits. So <laughs> that, it's that's like – interesting. Right, it's it's like you they and then you, yet you can exempt third party apps at some level from limits. So it's a weird inconsistency there, uh, but you can't customize it on a daily basis. Well, that, that's that's good to know. I mean, I haven't I haven't personally faced that issue yet, but maybe I will eventually. Um, the thing that you know you brought up as the feature that you're most interested in is focus, and for me, I was really curious about focus, and I will tell you. As someone who is always in front of a computer, like 95% of my time, especially with working and creating content, focus is probably the most underrated feature that I found that I liked the most. And Mm -hmm. I like it the most because, first of all, you know, some of these features aren't as front facing, but you basically have this new icon on your lock screen even of the little focus icon. So at any time you can click on that and change, you know, which profile you want, whether it's friends and family, uh, work, do not disturb, or you make your own. And I, it does take time and a little patience for you to set the specific parameters. I will, I think some people will be like, Oh, I I don't, I don't want to do this. But for those of people that really want to spend time and choose specifically, which contacts can contact them when, which apps can contact them when, and create these different profiles if you're willing to invest the time, I actually thought it was super useful and kind of surprised me. I, I didn't think it would be that big of a deal, but now that I've used uh, used it on iOS 15, it I'm not going to say it's my favorite feature, but it, it's one of the ones that probably makes the biggest difference for me that I did not think it would. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping. I mean, the thing I will I, I will I'm willing to bet money today that where it will break down with me is um, it, once it comes to the to the Mac, mm. um, I don't use mail you know i use outlook and so the question is going to be is if you can control it even with as well with third-party apps um as you can like on within ios where you're telling it turn off your mail so i can focus on something else or something like that that'll be interesting to see how how smooth that is yeah and and for me i'm really i haven't seen any backlash yet but i think the hardest thing about ios 15 specifically i mean we have you know ipad os iPad OS's multitasking is much better, but I don't really use it any different. But with iOS 15, um, I don't know how much you saw, but did you see when they kind of redesigned Safari? The navigation mm-hmm. bar is kind of on the bottom, and then it floats to the top. And it's Safari. It you kind of have to change your brain around it, and I'm still not used to it. And I've been using it for, I guess, about two two and a half weeks, and I don't. I'm leaning towards like I don't really like it, and not because it's so drastically different, but. It's just kind of hard for me to get used to. Still, maybe maybe yeah. that's just me. I don't know. That'll be that'll be interesting to see how I how I yeah because those, those are the those are definitely the types of things that are so ingrained in you that it's hard to move you off of. I mean, eventually we'll get used to it, but it's still one of those weird things about it. Yeah. Do you use Do you primarily use Safari across across all of your devices? So here's the weird thing. You know, I use Chrome on my computers. I actually tend to lean towards using Chrome. I'd use I kind of 
interchange. I guess, yeah, I, you know what? I use Chrome on my uh, Mac, uh, Safari on my iPad, and Safari on my iPhone. I don't, I don't know why. I just, I never thought about that until just now. <laughs> so, so you must not use their the the built-in password managers for the browsers, right? Because that's the primary reason I use Safari is because of the cross cross device um, password management. So, what's funny is that I do sometimes, for whatever reason, I end up opening a Safari browser, and that works. But then also, I have you know the ability to log into websites on Google Chrome as well. So, I guess for me, it doesn't. <laughs> I've never chosen a home base for whatever reason. I've never thought about me not interesting. More like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it seems doesn't seem the most efficient use, but uh, you know, man, to each his own, brother. To each his own. <laughs> man, I, I feel real. I feel some harsh judgment here from Gilly. Like, oh wow, Brian. When you when you whenever you say to someone interesting, that that's well, not I, good. Just, I could just see you go like opening up in Safari, and then the password <laughs> pass pops up, and you're like, oh crap, that password's on on Chrome, and then True. you gotta go open up Chrome and then bring it over. True. That's <laughs> happened. That's happened before that's definitely happened um you know a thing that everyone is talking about this week kind of a lot of news has actually dropped this week but specifically um some new stuff about the iphone 13 and i think the iphone 13 is in a real interesting place because yes you know i cover tech i do upgrade my phone especially the iphone specifically just to review it but again this seems to be a year where i don't know if there's really enough for people to go Gugu or Gaga over the new iPhone, but just kind of drop some new information about the latest reveals about the phone, um, specifically kind of some new advancements on the camera. So first of all, according to Ming-Chi Kuo, the iPhone 13 Pro models will be getting a new feature exclusive to the Pro model. So this would be Pro and Pro Max. That would be an ultra-wide camera, a new ultra-wide camera lens with autofocus, and that's compared to the previous current iPhone 12 Pro 12 Pro Max that has a ultra wide camera. That's the the really far, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like quote unquote fish eyed zoomed out lens that has a set fixed focus. And so this is interesting to me for one reason because I the first thing that I thought about is okay, the iPad Pro, um, which you have, which has center stage, is actually using not necessarily an ultra wide, but it, I believe it's using a wide angle lens and then using AI and machine learning to identify your face within center stage. So I actually like that feature, and now that I've used it more, I like it sometimes, but not all times. But the fact that they're bringing this ultra-wide camera now with an autofocus in the iPhone 13, you could use it for things like a center stage. Um, I think it's always better to have this autofocus. Maybe now with ultra-wide shots, you can specifically choose what to focus on, and maybe it'll actually give some sort of a subtle bokeh effect as well. But um, I don't... I, for me, how are you using that? Are you using that center stage camera that much or do you like it or do you not? Because there's times where I've had to turn it off too. Well, let me tell you, I like it. I would have loved it six months ago. (laughs) 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 And I would have really liked it a year ago when I was doing a lot more like, uh, I'm making dinner and FaceTiming with friends and I'm moving the camera around to follow me. So I think it's one of those, you know, I think during that keynote, a lot of us were like, wow, all these features would have been great like a year ago. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's one of those, but I have used it a couple of times, just not as much as I think I absolutely would have later. Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, you know, it's funny because the 13 is, I'm, I'm getting that one, right. It's on my cycle. I'm on my cycle. So, um, so I, so any new feature that they add, I'm like, sweet, whatever it is, sounds good. I'll take it, you know, because I know it's because I'm getting it. So, um, but uh, yeah, I was, I it was one of those things where I never really thought about the fact that there wasn't autofocus on the wide end, right? 
So, um, so that's a cool thing. And I'll be curious to see how you can use that. Um, uh, cause I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still in that place where until I get my hands on it, we'll see. I, I end up using that wide lens though on my 11, even mm. a lot. Um, it's nice when you, when you need to capture like a lot of stuff in the yeah. frame. I mean, I, that, that I've used it way more than I thought I would. You know, I, even though you're telling me your this year coming up is your, is your iPhone cycle. I feel like because you have a family, isn't like every year kind of like a potential cycle year for you? Like whether it's your phone or your wife's phone or a phone to get passed on to one of your kids, I, I swear, am I, am I wrong or am I wrong? No, 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 you're right. We, last year was the first, I think last year was the first year we haven't gotten a phone in a while. Uh, my 11 year old turn when she turned, we give our kids their phones when they're 12 mm-hmm. they're, and they're hand-me-downs obviously. So she's getting, so everything's literally rolling down the hill this year. So my 11, I think is going to my, my wife likes her 10 R, so she's going to keep it. But my 11 is going to go to my 13 year old and then mm-hmm. my old 10, which she has, will go to my, uh, t- about to be 12 year old. Um, and, and then, and then, and then next year, the way, I, the way it'll work is if I want the 14, <laughs> then my wife will get the 13 and I'll get the 14. <laughs> the, if I want, if I want to skip the line, that's usually how I do it. That, that, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. I think people that have listened enough, I think every time we talk, you're like, oh yeah, some, someone's can get it. If there's always a way to, there's always a way to massage it. That, that but the tw- I'll tell you, nobody got the 12 though. I mean, we skipped right over the 12. So I, you know what? I mean, that from 11 to 12, I, I mean, even in my reviews, I said, you don't really, you don't really need it. I, yeah, I, li- I, I listen to you. See, every wow. once in a while, I follow wow. your advice. Once, once in a while. I, I appreciate that, Gil. <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay. So, um, we have, so we have the ultra wide lens on the phone. Now there's also been rumors and reports that the, probably the most important, uh, well, second most important camera feature to me, the image stabilization lens uh, that was in the 12 Pro Max, only in the 12 Pro Max, that is reportedly coming to all of the iPhone models, the iPhone 13. And I think, you know, I did some comparisons where I walked with them <laughs> side by side, and that actually makes a difference. Although yeah. the phone itself is actually pretty dang stable because I've done walking shots with the 12 Pro and people are like, oh my gosh, is that on a gimbal? I'm like, no, I just have really steady hands. But Definitely the uh, sensor shift image stabilization is really good. So I welcome that on the 13. I think you'll like that too. I will too. I am curious if, because remember, and I think you mentioned this um, in the video, in your one of your videos is, you know, so does this mean they could have done it last year, but they just no. decided to make that the differentiator or, or, or were they really able to just shrink it down enough now to where they could stick it in the non-max models, you know? I know. I'm, 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 if I have an opportunity to ask them that, I don't know if they would actually directly answer that or not, but I would want to know. Like, oh, is the is the component actually smaller or the same size as before? But not, si- you know, I wonder. Yeah, that's the way you ask the question. Is. Exactly. So is this is this the same one, the same component <laughs> that, that that's in the 12 Max? Well, you know, we're constantly updating our camera. I mean, you, got, you could sort of see the marketing's becoming, right? We're constantly updating our, our cameras. So really, it, it, it's hard to compare. <laughs> so, yeah, if you, if people have seen my interviews, I, I don't think I ever get a yes or no answer. Actually, yeah, I, I pretty much don't. It's a lot of words. It's, it's a lot a, of words. A lot, a lot of words. All right, so that that's going to be another uh, feature that's improved with the camera. And then also we're expecting that um, – improved low light performance will also come to the ultra wide angle camera. So I think, you know, the ultra wide camera lens on this camera, you're getting autofocus and you're getting improved low light performance. And then you're also getting image stabilization. I think as we know, whether or not you care about megapixels or not, the iPhone's camera is one of the best, but the number one place that they still 
have so much room to make up, and I don't think it's happening this year, is the fact that their optical zoom, nowhere is it reported that their optical zoom has changed whatsoever. And look, it was interesting. I, I talked about that in my video, and there's a few people that said, I don't care about a 10x optical zoom. And I'm like, they're like, I've never used a Samsung. I'm like, well, yeah, because you've never used it. I'm a 2x zoom is is okay, but it I I think I rarely use it because it's only 2x. And then once I go beyond that, it already starts breaking down. Like having a 10x optical actually makes a huge difference in how you take photos. Oh, I think so. I think it would definitely make a difference. And I would I would absolutely use it. Because I, I mean I've tried to use the I've tried to go past the two exits and it's crap. So, yeah. um, I, in fact, this last weekend, I, I, my kids were in the, uh, in the beach and I was, I was sitting down on the sand. I was trying to get a closer shot and it's just, you know, useless at some level. <laughs> um, but, the, but the iPhone cameras have, is, I, I have to tell you the story cause it's, it's no, yeah, crazy. So we, um, had this big spot on one of our walls, like a blank place that sort of begged for some art. And we've been looking forever and we decided, you know, why don't we look at some of our pictures, family pictures from vacations and stuff and see if we can mm. blow one up and stick it on that wall. And I found one from a vacation we took in 14. So that had to be like a, what, a six, a seven, I thought seven maybe. Man. And um, we blew it up to, uh, I kid you not, like four feet by five feet. And damn it, if that image didn't look amazing and it was taken wow. on an iphone 7 at best right at best yeah it might have been at a six best. or six it could have been a, it could have been a six yeah. it's this gorgeous gorgeous shot of a beach uh in spain and it, there's zero pixelation and I, I i was expecting it to i, I didn't think we'd able to be able to pull it off but it blew up beautifully it was amazing so i mean you're not going to be changing your camera anytime soon just because it doesn't have a 10x zoom <laughs> well, I mean, I'll take it, but, but no, I don't. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't think it's, many it's people. Working, are. It's working just fine, is what I'm saying. Oh, it's absolutely that. That's awesome to hear. Um, also, I think you know, to your point though, we also have seen. I don't know if you, when you kind of talk about going back to those photos, there's even like older photos from, geez, maybe like an iPhone four or five. And yes, camera. Cameras have advanced so much. I think for you specifically, you when you get a hold of this 13, I mean, the 11 Pro camera is already really good. And the 12 Pro really does feel, for the most part, the same to me. But um, even just a few years in between, you have these these advances where I look at these shots and I'm like, damn, like this is coming from my camera now. But even if you go back in time, you can see how much has changed. I still like, oh, damn, those shots are pretty pretty good. For sure, for sure. I mean, the last few years, I feel like it's it's been all about low light mm-hmm. and 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 building up that sort of dark image kind of capability. And I don't know if you saw it when I posted it on on my Instagram, but we when we were out in Palm Springs a few weeks back, I forgot my my DSLR and I and I have this killer telescope now, and I had it pointed at a nebula, which I could it was very. I mean, I knew it was there because I had it tracking it. But I didn't have a DSLR to really pull in all the light. And I just, I, you should see me trying to line up the, le- the stupid lens on my iPhone. And I got a shot and you could fully see the, a nebula, which take, which requires the camera to pull in a crap load of light. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was crazy. It, you know, it wasn't as great as it would have been with my, my, my big camera, but it was still amazing. And I was just blown away by this, by this camera's ability to kind of pull in some light. So, but yeah, they're, they're, they're doing really good work with them. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's moments like that when you're, when you're like, oh man, I feel like this, these cameras basically get me what 
arguably 80% of what I can do on a DSLR and that extra 20% makes a huge difference. But the fact that our phone cameras are even that close. Like, oh yeah. For every, for everyday use, there's zero reason for me to carry a DSLR. Yep. I mean, I, 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 every time I, this is how often I use it now. I have to recharge the battery because <laughs> it's been so long. It's just been sitting there yep. and the battery's just kind of drained down. Yep. So, um, so iPhone cameras, obviously a lot of focus on the ultra wide lens. Um, and then, one thing, I mean, I guess we can talk about it because it's the rumor that we'll we'll see until it actually happens. Ming-Chi Kuo says that not this year, but in 2022, iPhone, okay, whether we call it the iPhone 13 or 12S or whatever they call it, some people are like, oh, I've heard it's called the 12S. Well, guess what? No one really knows. And I, I'm going to stick to that because so many people, and you know, we talked about it, and I always throw out the disclaimer, like, this doesn't mean it's happening. The MacBook Pro, like, people were believed i mean there's stupid people that are saying oh it's official it's coming i'm like it's it's not official until it's actually official and maybe that's a generational gap of understanding what the word official means these days but it didn't (laughs) happen and so we'll call the 13 we'll call the 12s whatever you feel like but if we're looking at 2022 iphone 14 um i know (laughs) ming chi quo is reporting that finally we will get the elusive for apple users under the screen touch ID sensor. And to that, I say, wee. Yeah, I'm so over it. It's been so long since I've had it. I don't care. You know, what they should do is they should just make the screen, uh, the iPhone unlock when your phone's on, when your watch is unlocked and it's really close to it. Just take out the mask requirement. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like why, why, why do, why do we care if it's like right there anyway, just let us unlock it with our, with our, if our watch is on and our watch is unlocked and it's right next, right next to it. I mean, I, I, I was, you're, you make a great point because I was surprised that wasn't even announced at a, at WWDC. That seems like a no brainer, right? Right. I mean, it's right. It's already, it's already built in. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't take much more code to sort of just make it not care if there's a Mm -hmm. mask or not. Mm -hmm. So I, I, yeah, that's, that's, That'd be my preference, and at that point, then it, that solves almost any all the all the problems with with the speed of Face ID. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you it, know, does. Just, it really does. Yeah, it, yeah. it it's arguably should be faster than Face ID, even. Yeah, and it encourages you to have a watch, <laughs> which <laughs> so I'm sure. Just, yeah, which Apple's very <laughs> would be more than happy to sell. Exactly, and I think a large amount of users wouldn't even they wouldn't even blink if they're if the Apple said. The fastest way to unlock your phone is with an Apple Watch. They're going to end up selling even more watches that next year. Right. Totally. They have oh, yeah, the power I, to do that. Yeah, no, it's it's that that's the simplest way and I'm just over the whole fingerprint ID thing. It's been too long. <laughs> yeah, I you know, I've used it on um Android phones. It works amazingly well and is super fast on a Samsung Galaxy Ultra uh, S21 Ultra and so even if Apple announces it now, it doesn't. It doesn't add anything to the lore of the phone, right? It it doesn't right. make me say this is amazing anymore. Right? Like it's been done and done extremely well now. They're they've they're I think they're in the second generation of their in display fingerprint sensor, and it's just as fast as Touch ID was now. So I'm just kind of like, okay, well, I just don't care. If you put it in and you get rid of the notch, it's like, hey, celebration. But then other phones have had it for years. I'm just kind of like, ah, we'll see, whatever. It's well, I'd rather I, I'd rather they get rid of the notch than yeah. put in the fingerprint. I don't care. But I mean, and by the way, it's that's not that is not the feature that people are like. Ah, oh, I would have gotten the iPhone, but for the but not having the fingerprint ID. I mean, nobody nobody is not getting an iPhone because of that. And, and, so it's just yeah. it's just a waste of time. But to your point, <laughs> to your point, 
you know, I, I think we're also at the point where no one's not how many people are really switching ecosystems now it i don't really hear about it that much other than youtubers that say i tried and i tried android phone out for a week if if i ever do that then you guys can all make fun of me but um you know almost every (laughs) tech youtuber eventually does like a switch for a week or for a month and then talks about their experiences but when i talk about just the day-to-day users i really don't know how many people are 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 just jumping back and forth every year or so I, i just don't see it anymore I agree. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine. I mean, I, it, it would take a lot at this point to to bump me off. Yeah. And, and again, they're they're heading in such different directions in privacy that I just can't imagine that mm-hmm. I would switch at this point. So I agree. That's a great. That's a great point there. Um, also, things that won't turn people away from the iPhone: new leaks of the dummy models that typically come out a few months ago have been revealed. And again, iPhones pretty much look the same, but there are kind of a couple new details to pay attention to so first of all the biggest thing of course i am always ripping on the notch until i just stop because i don't want to talk about anymore but the notch is getting slightly smaller and really from the images it doesn't look like it's that much difference in width but at least the height or how narrow the notch is a little smaller because instead of them putting the speaker in the very middle of the notch apple has basically slid it all the way to the top edge of the phone and um fine it'll reduce it the notch will still be there but what someone then messaged me when i thought was interesting because i didn't think about on the spot is like okay if that speaker is really aligned right on the top edge of the phone how much give are they actually putting there because if you put on a case um is it is it going to affect the speaker location because the images show it really right on that kind of corner edge yeah that'll be interesting to see how that how that works um it looks i mean it looks a little smaller it's not i I don't know. I'm so used to the stupid thing. Was it already smaller in the 12? That no, they no. A, oh, no. no. It's the same as it was the same as my 11? Yeah, oh, yeah, then. yeah. Yeah, so there you, you go. You still have the same one, my friend. Um, so that's that. And then the other change really is on the iPhone 12 and 12 mini. When you look at the camera alignment, currently they're both basically directly right on top of each on the left side. But at least what reports are showing in this new iPhone 12s or 13, whatever you want to call it, um, they're now aligned diagonally. And reports are saying that by putting those in those kind of more diagonal positions, it's going to help aid in a better AR recognition um, for both the vertical and horizontals. So that's why they're doing that. I mean, I don't know enough about AR to see how much of a benefit that actually means, but um, that's reportedly the motivation behind that. But again, um, or Apple just visually changed it. So, you know, you got a new iPhone. or or the ar works exactly the same i don't know man i i'm I'm starting to because they're changing them so little now i'm starting to wonder (laughs) if they even care if they're like oh let's hey let's let's make the same exact one next year and just see how many people take it call it the 14 (laughs) let's let's just move the flash a little closer to this corner let's just see what happens let's let's just let's just move this edging just enough to where you can't (laughs) use the case from last year (laughs) no exactly like okay so here's so when you talk about that i i forgot to say this i wonder if there this would be hilarious so you have a notch on the camera right but if that speaker is really that much on that edge what if there's a notch on the case to accommodate the speaker that would drive that would drive my good friend brian crazy You'd be like, now there's two notches? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Come on. Double nacho. (laughs) It's nacho cheese. Okay. So anyways, so that's what's coming, at least over time, about iPhones. Um, Celebrate with it all. Now, Apple Watch, interestingly enough, um, 
How are, where are you at? I don't know. What Apple Watch do you own right now? I forgot. I know you brought, I know you shattered uh, yours, so you got a new one, right? The, I got I I got I have last year's, right? Yeah, I have the I have the last year one. What the is that? Six, seven? The six? Six, six. I have the six. Because yeah. yours six. like got shattered or you knocked it against something, right? Correct. So, right? Okay. Yeah, my five. My five got shattered. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That so that was that was a painful because I really there was no reason to upgrade <laughs> otherwise. But but it's fine. It's all good. So how do you like from your experience? Has the six felt any different from your Series Five no, in the way you use it? Not at all. Um, does the six? I can't remember when they added the pulse ox. That was the six, right? That was the so six. That. that was that was the so biggest I, thing. So I have that. I mean, it's it, and it was cool a couple times, and now it just it's just a, one of those things that just logs in my health app at this mm-hmm. point. So mm-hmm. I never really check it myself. Um, so that that's been. I mean, I'm still waiting for them to figure out how to make them a little thinner that would be my that would be what i'm shooting for i know that that's never going to happen if anything they're going to get thicker but um that would be my desire sorry that's my dog that'd be my my (laughs) desired outcome but um yeah i don't i mean there's nothing really in the seven so far that you've reported that suggests that there's a need to get it i mean the improved battery life you know i i i try i do exactly what they think you should do which is I leave it on all day, all night, and then in the morning, I, I when I wake up, I put it on the charger, and then by the time I'm, you know, ready to go, I put it on and it's fully charged. Well, see, well then you 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 live that life, Gil. Live that I live that Apple life. You live that Apple. The Apple life chose you. Exactly. Exactly. So we have here just reports about the Apple Watch Series 7. Uh, if you've seen a bunch of my videos, we've already seen kind of the renders that they've put out where the design change, at least what we believe will happen, will align with what the design that we get from like the iPad and the iPhone. But reports say now that Apple, in the specifically in the Series 7, they're using like a new packaging for the actual chip, which allows it to be smaller. So it's a, a double-sided system in a package. So the actual... S, well, let's call it the S7 processor that will be in this new Apple Watch will be slimmer. Now, we don't exactly know how much space it creates by making that chip smaller, but the thinking is that, okay, well, that would potentially allow for more space to maybe squeeze in a little bit of extra battery juice. The reports have also said that the Apple Watch itself will be slightly thicker, but pretty much imperceptible in thickness for what we expect to see. So, I'm curious if if there hey if there's a two day battery life I'm sure it'll just edge right up to two days it's not like I'm gonna be getting three days and I'll probably still have to do the same thing like if I don't charge it overnight it's gonna eventually die in like a few hours so you know everyone wants this like drastic battery change but then at the same time this Apple Watch they put so many sensors and it does so many things already and we know that they're trying to pack even more into it that it's hard for me to see the actual battery life improve that much significantly with all the things that they throw at us. And I, and, and I think you're right. Unless it improves a lot, I don't see the point, <laughs> you know, yeah. unless you take me to three or four days mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where I'm at, where I'm solidly in three or four days, getting me in a further into day two doesn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I, I have to, I still have to charge it in the morning. Otherwise I'm screwed. So I, so that's why I say like, look, keep me at my battery life now and give me back some space. Cause it's still, it's still a thick ass watch. I mean, it's just, <laughs> You know, it's, I'd love, I'd like it to just like, if they can make it 
uh, a third less, at least a third less kind of chunky, I think that would be pretty awesome. I think that would, that would be a, a sweet looking watch. So, ladies and gentlemen, Gil uh, doesn't like his Apple Watch thick. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's opposed to that. He don't like thick watches. So, I don't. I don't. That's, I, don't that's I, was, not... I was like, I was like the, I was like the thinner watches. I was. <laughs> it's not it's not not my manliest feature i agree but still it's okay it's okay no 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 this is a free judgment zone here gil um sure 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 it is the the other thing uh with apple we'll see how those we'll see how those comments roll in (laughs) i'm waiting um so apple also just kind of some small little things here we in watch os 8 or specifically more ios 15 they showed off this new digital id feature and we know that apple kind of prefaced it not every state is going to accept it initially and i'm curious i it, it's going to take a while to roll out but their whole goal or idea is even and you can start seeing they're really starting to move things more and more okay yeah it works on your phone but it also can work on your watch and they basically in an interview with um who was it with specifically uh, it was on yahoo but either way um apple did an interview where they talked about how the digital ID cards would also be able to be accessible on your Apple watch. And so, I mean, if I can just, again, I don't think this is going to happen anytime soon, but if I get to the point where I can have my actual ID to travel around with, and it just is on my watch, that's pretty sweet, but I don't know how much information, or maybe it's a system where when I scan tap to scan it, then all the information shows up on their display because you can't see much on, on the Apple watch screen. Yeah, I mean, so the tap to scan would be better, and that you know, I could see that working like at at, at TSA stuff. But here, here's here's the first thing I thought of when they mm-hmm. said about putting your, especially your driver's license on your phone. So, mm-hmm. let's say hypothetically we get pulled over for speeding or doing something or God knows what, and we don't have our wallet, but but California now takes digital ID. Mm-hmm. So do I have to hand my my unlocked phone over to Ooh. a police officer, right? Because I mean, I'd be like, no, <laughs> you know, uh, and maybe you could stick it. So, so like with, um, cause I think with boarding tickets, you can put it on your home screen and tap it and then it just opens that section up Yep. and maybe that, that does the trick, but man, I would, I would never want to hand over and not that I'm doing anything, but like, let's say, you know, God forbid you were texting, <laughs> God forbid you were texting or something right before you got pulled over. And then all of a sudden you just handed the police officer. Well, here you go. And then it shows a text, you know, two minutes ago while you were driving on the freeway. I mean, that's just the, that's just the lawyer in me is like, I wouldn't want to give my, an unlocked phone to, to, to a police officer. Just me. Um, but if it's a digital transfer of you, of the information, then yeah, that's cool. And, and by the way, I so often now running out the door, forget my wallet mm-hmm. because, because everything's on the phone, the car keys are on the phone. And I actually have taken a picture of my ID and it's sitting on my, on my uh, iCloud account so that if I ever don't have it, I can at least pull up a picture of it in in case I'm ever pulled over or something. So you're already halfway there. Well, because I'm I'm always, I'm already always walking out the door sometimes without grabbing my wallet anymore. Because, you know, I mean, all the credit cards are there and the keys are there. That's, that's, you know, most of the way there. Yeah, you know, well, here's the thing. Okay, you can, when your phone is at least locked, if you double tap the power button, it does prompt the wallet. And maybe right. my assumption is yeah. that, you know, however you order your your cards, your ID can be that first one that shows. So you could do that too. Right, yeah. So that that's what I'm saying. And that's why I'm guessing it would be, it would work that way to where it's just accessing a portion of your of your data and it's really just that. that and then that's fine. 
And I think that's I, knowing Apple, that's the way they'll set it up because that's it's sort of already set up to do that anyway. Um, the phone is another. The watch is another interesting thing though because like. <laughs> Get ready to go to a head police officer. Your watch. I mean, what are you gonna do with that? <laughs> I don't know. You yeah, go. you're, you're you not gonna be able to do much doing that. So, yeah, that's um, basic stuff. Yeah. So there. So there you go with the Apple Watch. Another quick thing um, before we jump, move ahead. The Apple is also launching their new international collection. This is kind of cool. Um, if you're into the Apple Watch bands and stuff, um, they're releasing bands for 22 countries, kind of to get you ready ahead of the Summer Olympics, and then. In the packaging, there's going to be kind of like a QR code that will scan and allow you to use your phone to then download a appropriate watch face that corresponds to the country watch band that you got. I think that's cool. It's fun. Okay. You're t- <laughs> okay, Brian, next story. Next story, Brian. <laughs> I, I mean, I, so I can see like soccer fans kind of doing this, and, and I guess the Olympics is sort of the same deal, like, you know, because they the, – aggressive and sort of like their their outfits and everything else uh and maybe they'll maybe this is the first round and maybe eventually you start selling like team colors and stuff which you can totally see them doing that as well um but i don't know i i I don't swap my bands nearly as much as i thought i would see i i agree i don't swap them out as much because i really like my steel link but i do have i think the when i uh, when i go maybe exercising i swap it out and then sometimes, I mean, this sounds very first world. I'd rather have a, a second Apple Watch that already has the band on so I don't have to swap it out. Wow, <laughs> oh I said it out God. loud. I sound like, oh have, I, have I turned into Gil Cabrera? I was going to say you sound like me. That's totally a Gil move. Um, I would, uh, yeah, so I, I mean, 95% of the time I have my the leather magnetic one, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, But the only time I swap it is if I'm going to go to the beach or a pool and then I put the rubber one on. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's about it. And then I have a, I have a, like a, I have a total impulse, like Star Wars X-wing band that I bought of like some Comic Con or something like that that I can probably use as well. But I, I think I've worn it exactly once. You basically you bust it out at any geek event or future exactly. Star Wars movie release. Yeah, or, exactly. That that right? that's about it. The, the, that's okay. They're special. <laughs> it's special. All right. Let's you know you and I both have the new iPad Pro, and this story dropped this week as well, just right in the beginning. I think even like on a Sunday night. And according to Bloomberg's Mark Gurman, friend of the show as well, he reports that Apple is exploring iPads with larger displays. Now, I have the 12.9. Which which size did you get this time around? 12.9. Okay. So you now are in the club, you know, iPad Pro, big boy screens. Do you, What do you think about this whole idea of like a larger screen, at least for you? I just, I mean, you, you know, it, I've fought the larger screen for so long to begin with because I thought it was too big. And it's, and I'll tell you, I don't use it. I use it as more of a second screen to my laptop. Mm-hmm. So if I'm on a, a conference call, I'm usually, if I'm, if there's documents we're referring to, I'll usually throw them up on the, on the iPad. Mm-hmm. I don't use it for my, I still carry around my 10 inch all the time. I mean, that's the one I really move around kind of the house with. Um, Cause that's the, it's just, it's just much more comfortable. Uh, size wise so do you regret getting the larger screen one then or no no i because i use it for work i I full-on use it for work and conference call and that was really where i thought i'd mostly use it um and then i have the um i have the magic keyboard on that one and you know that the magic keyboard is just not as versatile either as Mm -hmm. the little full the the other one so i i that the, the ipad mostly lives on my desk i have taken it we've done a couple trips this summer 
and I've taken just the just the 12.9 inch, and that that's worked pretty well as a you know in the pinch basically laptop, and it kind of carries through almost everything I need. So in that sense, it's nice because it's a little smaller package that I can travel with. But that's about it. Wow. So you know, you teased me about an Apple Watch uh, for working out just to switch the switch the watch band. But I mean, like, yeah, that is guilt territory where you're like, well, you know what, I. I have a 12.9 for work, and I, the rest of the time, I just carry my 10 around, 10 around the house. It's just so much easier. Brian, it's for work, man. The, the, <laughs> the law firm paid for this thing. I mean, I Well, I'm not going to complain work. about that then. <laughs> that's, a, that, that's, a good, that's a good Apple, Gil. <laughs> yeah, the, the company that I own paid for it. Come on, man. That's totally different. It's totally that is, different. That, 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 that's, that's a good use. That's, that's, that's the proper way to use that. Oh, my gosh. Hilarious. Um, so – iPad Pro, larger displays. I, I do, you know, even doing visual graphics stuff, I still have not even migrated any of my creative workflow to an iPad Pro. And I know Apple talks about LumaFusion a lot. They actually reached out to me to be like, hey, we want you to try this new feature coming to our um, app. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But I don't, I still have not gotten to the point where I'm using even Photoshop because it is. I've used it um, from a standpoint. I've did like a training on Photoshop on the iPad, and it's cool. But it's it's just different enough where I'm not going to be using it primarily because it's just easier for me to do what I do on my computer in a quick snap. And I'll probably have a laptop around anyways. Um, I'm just not using Pro Creative apps the way that maybe these companies expect, hope, and want me to on the iPad. But I do feel like if you're a true illustrator and designer and artist you wouldn't mind a larger screen iPad Pro. And if Apple already has a mini, uh, like a 10.2-inch iPad, a 10.9-inch iPad Air, an 11-inch iPad Pro, 12.9 iPad Pro, what 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 hurts them to just make a larger 14 to 16 just because? They already have like five models. For sure. And, you know, given that you can't use an Apple Pencil on a MacBook, mm. <laughs> a 16-inch MacBook, for, for a designer is what I'm saying. It, yeah. They make... That that actually could work. There's no way in hell I would buy one. I mean, there's just no reason for that. But um, but yeah, if you've got a specific cause, what's the the app that they said they wanted you to try? What's that for? Um, Luma Fusion, that app. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's it's one of the apps that Apple has been kind of touting, at least in some of their keynotes for video editing specifically. Mm. Like instead of mm. talking about, hey, we've got Final Cut Pro, so you have a perfect workflow between your iPad Pro and your Mac, and it seamlessly works. They're like, no, no, no. Luma Fusion is. And LumaFusion is kicking their butt, at least from a video editing standpoint. I mean, I don't really know anyone using any other app from a standpoint of uh, if you're looking at as a pro-level type creator uh, on the iPad Pro. Adobe is not bringing Premiere um, to the iPad Pro, at least from what we've seen anytime soon. So right now, kind of LumaFusion is the one. Um, So maybe, maybe, I mean, I really, I kind of, this is the problem. I would have to go on a vacation to use it, like let's say I go to Hawaii and then I want to do a video, but I'm on vacation. <laughs> like, right? I don't right. want to. I don't want to do anything related to work at all when I'm on vacation. Like, video editing is the last thing I want to do on vacation. Yeah, I I, I am surprised they have, especially because with um, you know with a lot of the features that they're rolling out in um, in macOS mm. with your ability to sort of move stuff across multiple screens. I mean, it would it just begs you to have kind of the same app. Uh, for for power users across all screens as well, so it just it just continues to be amazing that they haven't done that. And if I ask them directly, they'll say it's a great experience. Oh yeah, it's the best, it's the greatest, best experience, 
best, best, Greatest best. experience of, yeah, yeah. Different screens. It's like nothing else. It's like nothing we've ever seen before. <laughs> All right. Um, quick notes, iPad mini. There's been a lot of back and forth about what type of model we would potentially see this year, but multiple reports now coming from both Mark Gurman John Prosser are all saying that this year we will see a new iPad mini that is redesigned with that kind of, I guess we call it the Apple aesthetic, flat body, flat corners, or sorry, flat edges, and then rounded corners, a la iPhone, iPad Pro. I mean, I think the design language across the board, that's cool. It's smart to do that. Um, This would not have a home or touch ID button on it, but instead it would use the power button with touch ID like we've seen in the iPad Air. Um, I don't know if they're going to end up calling it a iPad Air Mini. Please, God, don't. But uh, that's okay if they <laughs> if they want to do that. But at least the iPad Mini that is reportedly coming out by the second half of this year sometime will follow kind of that iPad Air. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. iPad Air, iPad Pro Design Q. And I think people are happier to hear that than just getting like the same iPad Mini with the same big top forehead and chin and the same back home button. This doesn't affect me, but I know a lot more people are into the iPad Mini than I am. I don't get that, but uh, that that people are into it. But um, man, I just keep thinking as we've talked about all these different little variations is how SJ would be rolling in his grave with the number of SKUs that that Tim Cook has brought to the table, right? I mean, just just always the thing he was against was having 15 versions of the same damn product. I mean, it's just kind of amazing. Literally, there's like, when I just went down the list, I think those are, at least for iPads, there are five different iPads in the iPad family. Like, yeah. That's yeah, crazy. That's, that's pretty wild. Losing his, <laughs> losing his mind. Losing his mind. Woo. Okay, so you know, let's talk. Let's bring in, bring in some uh, more conversation because I love that you purchased recently the Beat Studio Buds. Um, but before we get to that, you know, you had told me a couple weeks ago, like, hey, I'm trying this new program with my AirPods. It's called the Pod Swap. So I'd love for you to talk about that, and I'm just going to ask you questions about like your experience, but. Tell, tell me, what is the pod swap and, and why did you do it in the first place? So I don't know where I saw it, but it got I mean, it very, well, very well may have been targeted ads. But, you know, I've got we had <laughs> two. So we have two original. We have two AirPods. We have the original version one and then the version two AirPods. And uh, the version ones were basically dead. They were just sitting in my office. I had already replaced them because, you know, how the batteries die over time. And then they came out with this program and. 60 bucks and then i think your first time or something they'll give you five or ten bucks off of that um they swap out the actual uh head the 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 airpods themselves not the case and they you know they show you how how they in their marketing materials how they meticulously clean them and disinfect them and do all the stuff and they basically take them apart swap out the batteries and then send them back to you and then when you get them back you literally just get Actually, the way it works is they send you the replacement set with a box, and then they're each in their own like hermetically sealed little vial, it almost <laughs> looks like. And then you take them out, and then you put them in your case, mm-hmm. and then that basically syncs them to your case and phone. And then you take the old ones, you stick them in the vials, and then you it's all pre-labeled and everything, and you just ship it back. Um, and it works really well. So, so it completely brought back to life the first gen AirPods, which now my, uh, my little one uses. And then my second gen AirPods, which, so, so these are the ones I used primarily almost for all purposes, because as we've discussed, the AirPods pro fall out of my ear when I'm talking, Me too. 
right? And so, um, so I use these. Uh, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts at night, kind of as I'm falling asleep. So I always use them then, and then I use them as uh, my primary kind of Zoom headset because they didn't fall out of my damn ear, and I didn't have like you didn't see me constantly touch, touching my ear. Which I'm doing now. I just but, heard that. Um, I could tell. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the um, but it it works really well. The one thing on my so on my second gen versions, one of them, what on the first ones they sent me it didn't work right. It like it it was muffled. And then I told them, and they literally within days sent me a replacement. And then the replacement worked fine. Now, the only other weird hinky thing, and I just don't know if it's because of the swap or what, is occasionally when, I, when I've used my second-gen AirPods as uh, headsets for like a Zoom call, mm-hmm. they connect. I can hear everything, but the mic isn't on. And then I just take them out, I pop them in the case, and I put them back in my ear, and then everything's fine. That's something I, I don't think I ever experienced before. But in terms of the battery life, it's totally back to, you know, whatever, five, six hours, whatever it's supposed to do. So, so it, it, yeah. So for 60 bucks, I mean, you kind of give your, your AirPods another, you know, another couple of years of life from a battery standpoint. So, okay. Just so I don't sound stupid. Are they actually physically, they're basically replacing the battery inside of the AirPods you owned, or are they sending you new AirPods, taking yours back and like recycling them? That's what they're doing. Yeah, they're they're taking they're sending me the I think they're sending me recycled AirPods oh, okay, somebody okay. else has already sent in and then and then they'll take mine and then physically swap out the batteries and everything else. They literally take them apart. I mean that's the way they sort of describe their process. They take them apart. They put them through a very you know extensive cleaning and sanitation process. They're very big on that because obviously it's you know it's something going on. <laughs> oh, why, why 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 does that matter? I, I can't I can't imagine why. <laughs> But but somehow they man- they managed to get the batteries out of there and then swap them out and then and then put everything back together and send it over to you. So yeah, okay. so you're getting essentially refurbished AirPods for sixty bucks. For sixty bucks, I mean okay. that's not bad. Not bad at all. Well, how would you? Let's let's give it a, a rating from one to five apples. How, how how many would you give them for the service based um, on your experience? So I'd say I mean based on my experience, just because I had the I'm, I have the the little hinky thing with the second set. I'd say a four plus. I mean, I, again, they That's solved damn it. good. They solved it immediately, and for what I wanted, I mean, I wanted to keep these. Uh, and I, I, you know, I mean, the ones I use the least across the board are my AirPods Pro. Mm-hmm. They're just not as comfortable. They fall out. I would never ride my bike with my AirPods Pro because mm-hmm. I'm just I, I'd be scared that they're going to fall out of my ear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I've tried every size of the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they just they just slowly when you're talking, they just slowly wiggle out. <laughs> it, it, literally, everyone that I talk to now, it pretty much happens to almost everybody. Dude, in your conversation with was it Craig? Was it right? or was it figure? Who's the guy with the hair that you, you didn't you do an interview with? Uh, was, was it, it Steve and Tone? It was one of the Apple people. One yeah, one of the interviews I saw with one of the Apple people, I thought it was yours. They they had AirPods, they had pros in their ear, and they kept like. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. No, MKBHD did an interview with oh, Craig Federighi, and I think Federighi adjusted it like two or three times. Yeah, no, you could just see it subtle, but you could just see him kind of nudging it back, and it was the same. It was one of them, which is the same with me. It's only my left one, and you could just see him kind of nudging it back in his ear, and it's mm-hmm. like they. So they clearly do that. And that's, but yeah, but I, I but the swap service itself is again. 
you know, my, you know, my buddy that is even worse than I am with buying stuff. He's like, I mean, what's a new pair? 120, just get a new pair. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but you know, it's, it, they work fine. It's just the battery and 60 bucks, save 60 bucks. What the heck? Hey, and um, whether you believe this or not, you are saving the planet a little bit. Totally. Right. Yeah. So that, that's a good thing. Okay. So yeah. I'm actually pretty impressed. You gave it four stars. That's, I thought you were going to say like two and a half or three, but that's good. Oh, no, no, it's, they work fine. I mean, they work really, they work really well. All right. So, yeah. so for people that want to refresh and potentially kind of breathe new life into their AirPods, and again, the AirPods Pro are good, but the fact that they pop out all the time, it, it makes me use them less and less as well, quite honestly. Um, yeah. it, they don't they don't tend to move on me when I'm just using them to listen to stuff, but if I have to do any type of conversation, they're going to pop out. It's definitely your jaw <laughs> somehow <laughs> interacting with your ear and nudging those things out. I don't know what the hell it is, but that's what it is. Dude, you know in the next AirPods Pro 2, they're going to say, we are announcing new jaw, like it's going to be called something like jaw stabilization technology <laughs> to keep the AirPod Pros in your ear. It's just going to be like a slightly rougher uh, molded plastic thing that goes yeah. in your ear. So it's it just kind of yeah. grips Grips a little bit better. That's all we'll do. Instead of optical image stabilization, jaw jaw bone stay. I don't know jaw jiggle stabilization. JJS. It's coming. It's coming. Okay. Wait. Let's talk about the. Um, this is really cool. You know, you recently purchased the Beats Studio Buds, and so I want to. What? Why you have the AirPods Pro? You have two AirPods. What was it that motivated you to try out the Beats Studio Buds? The the ear thing, man, I'm telling you, it's mm-hmm. that was so they looked like they were a bit more they look like I don't know why, but they look like they'd be a little bit more stable in my ear. And they uh and I'm right, they are, and I'm pretty sure they've become the my primary he- uh headset now. Ooh, um this is because time. they're just so much more comfortable and they do not budge from my ears at all. Um, the, uh, so from a comfort level, they're awesome. What, what are the, Oh, go ahead. Keep going. I thought you were, yeah, I mean, I think quality of sound wise, I think the AirPods uh, pro are definitely significantly better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it's, it's definitely noticeable. I I even think frankly, the the original AirPods might sound a little bit better, um, depending on what you're listening to. But, um, I, that's been the one bummer. And then even you and I sort of had that experience today because I, I originally had those in my ear when we started recording. Yeah, well, it was, it was funny because I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't trying to be like all snooty or anything, but I was, I, I was like, hey, Gil, uh, w- which ones are you using? Because it just doesn't sound as clean as I'm normally used to. And it's not bad, but, you know, if you're doing a podcast, you kind of want the best sound possible. But, you know, when you changed over from your Beat Studio Buds to the airpods pro that you're now wearing in your ear um i definitely i could tell the difference but then also when you were in that transition when you just used your phone like as a speakerphone that sounded damn good i was like whoa whoa like that's so funny it sounded, so, i'm gonna send you the file you're gonna be like okay yeah, yeah. it's it, yeah. that was kind of crazy honestly um what do you like about the beat studio buds as you've been using them i know obviously the fit i mean i love how they look quite honestly yeah. the, these are there's no stem on them whatsoever um they look discreet they're pretty streamlined. I'd love to kind of hear maybe some of your other experiences. I know that they, although they don't necessarily have all the goodies from Apple's ecosystem, they do do like the quick syncing or the first time you pair them, right? Yeah, but I'll tell you what, the that's it's it's to me it's a feature, not a bug, because one of the annoying things about the Apple ones 
when you're on a um, when you're in, in today's day and age where you're on a, a Zoom call or a conference call, it, the switching cut sometimes becomes a problem, right? So I have mm. an iPad that I'm looking at for documents, and sometimes <laughs> it'll switch over. Oh, that's really to the iPad, yeah. yeah and, and, and without me wanting to, or sometimes if somebody calls me, it'll ring in my ear on the phone. The switch is a little bit too loose for me <laughs> amongst devices. And again, I mean, if I sent you a picture of my setup right now, there are literally there's the MacBook Pro in the middle, and then there's two iPads on either, either side of it. Um, and so if I if, if I'm ever like if I ever happen to you know if, I, if there's a lull in the call or something, and I go to check a, a, something on my iPad, it like the the AirPods want to switch over, which oh, is weird. That you know, yeah, that's weird that it wouldn't prioritize the fact that it knows you're on a call on a device and just keep it locked, right? I know, I know, and it's and it's been annoying, and so. And that's happened where I'm I'm talking to a buddy, and um, even with FaceTime, where it's it hasn't even prioritized FaceTime on whatever device I'm talking on. Whereas the Beats, again, probably another reason aside from the comfort level that I've even let go of the second gen AirPods on it, they're stuck on the device you're on until you you know physically connect them to another you know hit a button to connect mm-hmm. them on another device. In fact, it's. I, you know, it's a, it takes a minute, frankly, to move them from device to device. But to me, at least for the purpose I use them for, that actually works. Um, the sound quality is just it, that that would be my biggest. Yeah, that, that's it's just not quite there, even on music, which mm-hmm. is weird, right? Because usually beats have a particular feel to them. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's it's just they're, they just tend to be bigger headphones. And so I was surprised that the quality wasn't quite there. Um, and, uh, today I had a long, a very long, uh, board meeting, it's probably three hours and they were comfortable, but I had to re, um, I had to turn off the Bluetooth and then reconnect them twice because about an hour into each meeting, each, each kind of run, it started getting a little bit, um, pixelated, uh, the oh. connection. And I don't know why, I mean, it just, it just like, it just, and then all I did was I click it off, you know, I click them off on the computer and I click them back on and then it was fine. Oh well, that, I see. These are things that no one is. Well, probably most people that got them to initially review them didn't use them in a three-hour board meeting, right? So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so they worked great, comfort-wise, hearing-wise, and all that stuff. But yeah, they they were doing this. There, there was a couple of times where in the middle of the presentation, I had to switch to my. I had to just click them, click to my speakers, so the connection would would disconnect and then reconnect them, and then then they were fine. But they, something happened with the connection for sure. Well, the, the interesting thing, though, that is more fascinating to me about Beat Studio Buds is, okay, so the price at $150, I'm going to go through a, a few, like a list of bullet points because not everyone necessarily knows this. Um, you know, we talked about how it it pairs to one specific product, so it doesn't have the handoff, but like to Gil's point, I mean, you're saying, hey, that actually works to my advantage because of the switching can get a little out of control. Um, but they do have, you know, the magic word Siri command that works with these. Um, mm-hmm. They do have the ability to switch between noise canceling and transparency modes. Now, admittedly, um, they won't have the best noise canceling, but that's okay. I mean, these are still noise canceling earbuds that are wireless. Um, they also do support Apple's Dolby Atmos spatial audio track. So if you're wondering about that, um, this is supported on here as well. And then kind of the things that maybe you're missing that normally some of these ecosystem benefits that Apple has when they put in their, um, I, think, I think they call it either H1 or W1 chip, depending on the generation. Um, they do not support audio sharing. So that's where you could connect like two AirPods 
to a single device and listen to them. Um, they don't, and they don't have the handover that Gil talked about. But for, I would say, ninety percent of most use cases, these are going to do everything that you want and expect them to do. And they're one forty nine instead of the current AirPods second generation, which are one fifty nine. So they're ten bucks cheaper as well. Than the regular AirPods. Yes, right? than the regular. Than the, yeah. And the how regular. much are the AirPods Pro? Are AirPods Pro? Are they at one? Wait, are they at two twenty nine for AirPods Pro? Oh, yeah, I don't know. They're they're pretty high. They're pretty high. I mean, I have yeah. to double check, but they're definitely not in the sub. They're not in the uh, under one hundred. Yeah, and I'll tell you, you can, and it's and it, it, again, it kind of makes sense. You can fully tell the sound quality difference between the AirPods Pro and the Beats uh, Studios because it's um, it, it is it is significant and on all fronts, right? So. When I turn off 249, by the way, for the yeah, AirPods I just Pro. looked it up and I'm like, damn, 249. I'm sitting here like, damn, I got to use these more. But um, <laughs> dude, I the, was like, uh, damn, 249, and they don't fit in my ear. Damn. Uh, yeah, that is a that is a big flaw. The um, the when I turn off uh, tra- when I turn on transparency mode on the AirPods Pro, I can tell the difference. Mm. When I do it on the on the Beats, I, I honestly really can't. <laughs> Um, on, and then same thing with, um, I try, I have, now I, I have to, I have to sit down and try the same movie twice, mm-hmm. um, back to back, uh, because I remember when I first tried the spatial audio on the AirPods Matt pro, I was like, holy crap, that's amazing. Remember, I think yeah, I texted you like, holy crap, this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I did not have that same sense when I did it with the studio beats. So I've got to, but I, but again, I don't think I, I have, it wasn't apples to apples. So I've got to find some you know, high-end, relatively new um, uh, sci-fi movie to watch them both on, and then I'll then I'll report back on that. But my my initial experience was that the the the, it, the, the effect didn't quite seem as as big of a deal. Well, also, you said you're using AirPods Max, right? I mean, that's a no, 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 no. AirPods, AirPods Pro. Oh, oh, AirPods Pro. Okay. AirPods I don't, Pro. I don't, I don't have the Max because you know you might lose them, Damn and it. if you do, Damn it. that'd be terrible. Because gosh, I feel bad given how much they cost to lose them. So, <laughs> dude, just, honestly, just saying that that's the thing I wouldn't do. It pisses, <laughs> it, it, it pisses me off so much because how do you lose those things? dude. And here's the thing: they're in a. Um, I don't even have the blue bra case. Like I, I put, I bought a uh, like a Waterfield case that's like really blue. Like you can't, you can't miss them. And the last time it was documented that I had them, I you know. I took a picture wearing them and because because I wanted to floss, I bought, you know, different ear cup colors because I really want to do this multicolor like, oh, this is so fun, right? I can change the color cup. So I had it with blue uh, AirPods Max, which I loved, loved being past tense because I can't find them. And then I had a red ear cup and a green. So that's really like, whoa, you bought two ear cup colors. Like, <laughs> so do you, you still have the ear cups? Do you still have extra ear I cups? do. I do. <laughs> The ear cups are down on the ground over here. I, I I was like, where did I put this thing? I've looked everywhere. I mean, I do have a lot of boxes and piles of crap, but it makes no sense for me to just throw an AirPods Max in a pile of just crap. And I just can't find them. Well, I, I told you that, that Crit, my wife, lost uh, an Apple Watch. Like, it's the mm. last last mm. known location is in my house. Mm. <laughs> we have never found it. Man. <laughs> Somehow, it is here. We it's going to be amazing when you do. Oh yeah, no, yeah, and we have and we have torn the house apart. I mean, she's pulled every jacket pocket, every everything, and and yeah, I ended up buying her. She got one. She's had 
She's on her third actual Apple Watch this year because she got one for her birthday in January, right? Then she got the new one to replace the one that we lost but is in the house somewhere. <laughs> and then she actually dropped the new one like mm. days after getting it. And, and it fell in that weird way like on tile floor that cracked the screen. But thankfully, we had Apple Care on that one. So she got yet a third one via Apple Care. Hey, at least you learned your lesson. You got Apple Care on the Apple Watch. Oh, for oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, right. I've learned that lesson for sure. Th- thanks for reminding me that I, I don't have my AirPods Max. Like I, I quite honestly really want to try and hear spatial audio. I, I would re, I would give Apple Music another try just to experience spatial audio on some of those tracks. And I, I, I can't. I mean, sure, someone says, "Oh, use your AirPods Pro," or sorry, Air, geez, AirPods, AirPods Pro. Pro. But yeah. it's not the same as running the big cans, and no, no, sure. I it's 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 a source it's a pain point. So thanks for reminding me of that. You're welcome. I'm here. I'm here to remind you of, of, of all the good and the bad about Apple, but in your life. <laughs> and then oh, <laughs> and then everyone's like, oh, use the new Find My feature in iOS 15. I'm like, well, a, it's not here yet officially, and b, those those AirPods Max have. Are sitting somewhere for like a month and a half. They're long dead. They're yeah, long dead. There's, there's no. There's no. There's. I, I'm really gonna. If I can find them, I got a document. But it's it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's a damn yeah. shame. It's a damn Hopefully, shame. they're in the house somewhere. I mean, they have to be. There's no other reason. <laughs> I, I, that, it's pretty pathetic. I mean, it also shows how you know how when you it it definitely reminds me my brain is all over the place when you lose something yeah. like that. It shows that you need to slow down. You need to We're, slow down. We're pretty sure a relative actually um, threw away <laughs> their their iPhone. So dude, there's dude. that. What was his name? Was his name uh, Gil? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is this is on my on my wife's side of the family. We think in cleaning up an area. Oh my god! They 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 threw it away, and then they fully took out the garbage, and then sometime later, I mean, like days later after searching all over the place called because this is a this is an iphone we supply yeah. and um called us and said oh my god i've lost my iphone blah blah, blah. but it, it had taken them so long to cop to losing it that it was dead <laughs> so we couldn't find it so we couldn't find it that's yeah, so. oh well i'm i'm glad you kept that close family members identity anonymous for for the sake of respect that, that was nice of you yeah they know who they are <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, iPhone 13 come. Oh, wait, they got a replacement. I'm assuming, huh? They did. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I know who paid for it based on the way you said that. I had to do it. <laughs> All right, Gil. Um, so how about this uh, overall rating for your Beat Studio Pro? Oh, sorry, yeah, Beat Studio Buds. There's so many things now. It's so my brain gets jumbled. Beat Studio Buds. Ah, so hard. I use out of five. Um, yeah, let's give it out of five. I use them so much. It's probably. It's it's I'd say a strong three to four, just uh, to, to low four, just because the, the, I use them a ton and I like the comfort and everything else. It's just the audio quality is just mm-hmm. really lacking. But see, that's that's, that's But that shows how right uh, our decisions aren't necessarily as consumers always driven by certain things. Like that is a pure utility. It's totally. more than good enough, right? But you know oh, yeah. that. But then at the same time, you know, like okay, they aren't they don't sound as good as the dear lord two hundred forty nine dollar. <laughs> AirPods right, Pro. but I use them, you know, uh, ten times as much. I mean, that's just the reality. Oh, quick um, question: um, How about the the pressing of the? You know how, like with AirPods Pro, you have the stems to squeeze, and in the past you have to tap the regular AirPods. How about the button 
I find I I hit it. um, So if I ever adjust them, like, and it's not pushing them in, it's just like, you know, just adjusting them in my ear, I tend to push the button. So it's a little too easy to push, but that's nice if you need to push it, I guess. Like you don't have to like, you know, with the original (laughs) AirPods, you had to like really press them in your ear. And I hated that. I was like, oh, this sucks. But this one, you don't really as much. No, and the AirPods Pro, I mean, that, the stem push is pretty easy. So yeah. I, I think that's still probably the easiest. But it's the couple times I've done it, um, I think it's pretty, uh, it's pretty easy. It's a light touch, so it's it's nice, and it doesn't and it doesn't feel like you're pushing them deep into your ear. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so I like it. I that's like good. It. All right, bro. That's awesome. So um, Gil's reviews on PodSwap, uh, like you said, high four, high four on PodSwap. Yeah. For the service, yeah. and yeah. then maybe low four on the beat studio buds, but both quality decisions. If you ask me, I mean, you aren't throwing anything like a one or a two star out there. No, for sure. For sure. And, and like I said, they're, they're, I mean, I'll, the, the beats will continue to be my primary thing, but the nice thing is now I have this you know, pristine uh, <laughs> set of AirPods uh, second gen that have plenty of battery power when I can't find Ooh. the beats. <laughs> yep. I, I legit, I legit use those sometimes um, on the road. Uh, there's, I think actually in a podcast, someone's like, why are you using those? I'm like, because they stay in my ear. Totally. It's just, totally. It's just the way it is. Okay. Um, Sorry, you were going to say something? I was going to say, I haven't, I'm trying to think, I don't think I've ridden, because we were away this weekend, I haven't ridden my bike with my Beats yet, so all, that'll be the interesting Ooh. thing uh, to see. Uh, but like I said, I would never wear the AirPods Pro <laughs> on a bike. I always use my second gen AirPods, but I'll probably try the, the Beats. First of all, they are the sickest looking ones. I mean, they look Dude, really nice. They look they're real awesome. subtle. I got the black ones, so they're just real, real subtle. Yeah. When I was on my call today, it was nice because usually you can see the stupid white stems from the second <laughs> gen AirPods of the call. Yeah. And I, there I was in a board meeting, and you really couldn't even see what was in my ear, which was nice. Well, you know, wait for wait for that moment of validation um, when someone says, "Gil, what are you what are you using for this call?" <laughs> and you turn like, "Oh, oh, you mean these these little things? These things? <laughs> you mean these?" Oh, <laughs> These are nothing. Who, who was the basketball player that had them like early? Oh, uh, LeBron James. Apple, yeah, it Apple leaker. Me. Apple leaker. LeBron James. Yeah, just me and LeBron. That's cool. Cool. <laughs> All right. Um, you know what? I before we go, one last question because we're really ramping up to the second half of the year. What is the Apple product, whether it's coming or not, rumored or not, leaked or not, that you are kind of the most excited for for the second half of this year? Well, the one I know I'm getting is the iPhone, so it's got to be the iPhone. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sort of excited. I mean, this is this is going to sound unbelievably ridiculous and remaining incredibly consistent for me. I was going to say, this sounds normal. Sounds normal. Right. But is uh, if they come out with new AirPods Pros, <laughs> even though I literally just bought a pair of headsets, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see if they, if they solve the complaint we have about them. You know, that, that'll be my yeah. curiosity. And I, and, and you know me, man, I'm a, you know, they're going to arrive at my house on day of release mm. <laughs> and you're going to get a picture of them in my hand, which is like the standard photo of stuff I send you when I get a new uh, product. Uh, hey. So we'll see. We'll jaw, see. jaw jiggle stabilization, baby. Jaw jiggle <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm excited for it. I'm glad you leaked. I'm glad you leaked it here first. <laughs> All right, Gil. Thanks so much for hanging out, buddy. It's always fun as usual. Great time. Thanks. And see you next time. All right. See you later, bro. Okay, so there you go, Gil and I talking about really all the big stuff, all the news and everything that's really kind of popping and percolating around Apple this week. I also wanted to say that I'm pretty sure that Gil is going to buy the next generation AirPods Pro 
which will likely be released sometime in the late fall to holiday season. Um, it's just a hunch. Just, just a hunch. Yeah. If, you, if we know Gil, he's going to do the damn thing. So, all right, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Before we go, we got to give major props and huge thank yous to my Platinum Apples at the $100 level, Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jarrett Lewis, and Atari Koenigsegg. Thank you so much for your support, and thank you all of you for continuing to support me, my content, this show, this podcast. Uh, you, you guys are allowing me to do this, so I'm never ungrateful for it, and thank you again. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support the show. You get early access to content, rewards at different levels, and a completely ad-free version of this show. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support my content. All right, everybody. That is going to do it for this week. We will keep you posted on what happens, but you know how to come back. Same bat time, same bat channel. Apple Bits XL, we're right here. And we will take your calls. If we get enough calls for next week's show, put them in. AppleBitsShow at gmail.com. Send your name, where you're from, your comments. Keep it around one minute, one minute 30 to two minutes, and we will pop them in as well. Thanks for everything, everybody. Take care. Be safe. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace. Peace.